0: This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out of home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomic Studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. And welcome to the show, my name is Adam Ritz, and Jay Baker is a good friend of mine, and he's a wonderful broadcaster, and he's on the telephone with me. Hey Jay, how are
1: you? <laughs> That's gonna be a hard buildup to, you know, properly apply myself for the show.
0: As I was saying that, I was wondering if you're a better broadcaster or a better friend. And well,
1: while we appreciate you even checking into that, thank you. You know,
0: we've known each other for decades, and we are friends. I think you're a better broadcaster than you are a friend.
1: (laughs) Well, (laughs) I'm not sure if that's good, but thank you. No, I appreciate it. We've talked about today. We've uh, we've been through so many things, and I do appreciate it. Yeah, you and I have been. Very fortunate to be broadcast partners for the length of time that we have.
0: Yeah, well, I appreciate all that you do for the show. It's a public affairs show. We like to touch on public affairs and community service, uh, giving back, foundation and charity work. And we uh, want to start today with a tip of the hat, as they say, to Christopher Cross, um, one of the faces on Mount Yarmouth. I'm gonna I'm gonna put my captain's hat on here for just a second. Uh, I know Jay, you you know I'm a a big fan of the genre of yacht rock.
1: Oh, yes. Um,
0: and uh, I actually have another radio show called Yacht Rock Radio. You can learn about it if you want at yachtrockradio.com, airing uh, in about 98 radio stations coast to coast every weekend. And some of the t- you know, when when I see some of these yacht rock artists doing some foundation work, I like to bring it over to the public affairs world and talk about it here. So Christopher Cross just played a concert in New York earlier this month that raised money for cancer. And I, you know, a lot of these guys, Christopher Cross included, they give their time quite a bit to do free shows. Um, You know, their time is uh, valuable and there's a lot of people pulling uh, them in all kinds of directions. And they, you know, there's just not enough time in the day to do every single benefit concert. So don't be surprised if you uh, text or call Christopher Cross and ask him to play your concert for free for charity. Uh, if he's not going to have time to do so. Because he does enough of that, uh, a lot of it already, uh, including this one. This was called The Nearness of You Concert. It also starred Elvis Costello. You're a big Costello fan, aren't you?
1: Oh, absolutely. I feel like he's immensely talented, so yes.
0: I had um, a boss once who's still one of my dear friends. Uh, and it was his favorite artist, Elvis Costello. And I always sp- found that interesting. Cause,
1: uh, oh, I, I, could, I don't disagree. I know. Yeah. I mean, I, it's easy. I, you know a co- yeah.
0: I know a couple of his songs. Um, a couple. And I, I mean, I, I don't even know if I can name them right now, but if you played them for me, I'd know them and I can maybe sing along with the chorus. Um, but, the, you know, it's just odd to me that uh, with all the bands that have existed in. Uh, rock and rock and roll history that uh, your favorite artist would be Elvis Costello. I always found that interesting. But anyway, Elvis and Christopher Cross, uh, Branford Marsalis, who's a big name in the world of jazz. um, Yes. Them, along with some other people in the New York area, played a show on the campus of Columbia University. And uh, all the proceeds went to the Columbia University Herbert Irving Comprehensive Cancer Center for research and awareness. So, you know, we've talked about this. Uh, too much, really. And I'm going to mention it again right now. Anytime you have a chance to see a show or a concert or go to an event for pure entertainment value, and your the cost of your ticket is going to go to charity, that is just the ultimate win-win. I mean, you were going to go see a concert anyway. How right. great is it that your money is now going to go to cancer research? So if you if you're at the age now where you're wondering how you can give back um, and maybe you don't have a ton of money to just give to cancer. Well, if you, if you put a little effort into research and finding concerts in your area or events, um, silent auctions, dinner events, golf outings, there are things happening in your community that you would probably like to do anyway that you could budget for your entertainment dollar. And the price of admission will go to a a very legitimate foundation or charity. So this is a great example of that happening. That's not the last time I'll mention that on this show. We'll probably talk about it again next week.
1: (laughs) No, I'm with you. I agree 1,000%. And it's worth looking into because we're heading back into that concert season. I think this year, Adam, uh, just aside, outside of you know public service i think the concert season this year is going to be pretty amazing
0: there's been some uh great shows announced uh i know in the world of yacht rock they just announced christopher cross and toto are playing some shows this year together i'd love to see
1: that show Yeah, Um, and I saw that Toto and Journey were going to do some shows. They've been touring. Did I see that? Yeah,
0: Toto and Journey have been touring quite a bit. I know uh, Melissa asked me last night if we could go see Pearl Jam, and uh, (laughs) I said, "Well, tell you what, I'll if you buy the tickets, I'll drive," because (laughs) last summer's Pearl Jam tickets were like fifteen hundred dollars each. Yeah, I I really believe that they were like. Incredible. I think I read it like the like the tickets behind the, the pillar that's holding up the roof right. Right at the amphitheater. Those tickets behind the pillar were $600.
1: <laughs>
0: so you can hear them, but you're looking at a pillar.
1: Yeah. Well, that was funny you said that because, yes, sprawled on the couch last night, Mrs. B reported there was a concert she definitely wanted to see. And then when she saw the ticket prices, she said uh, I'll wait for the book. I, which was her sarcastic way of saying, yes, unfortunately it was just out of the question. You know how that goes with these prices.
0: Well, you can support local music, uh, and save some money by, uh, looking for a venue in town with maybe a band that uh, isn't quite so popular. Uh, and then that way you can support the arts.
1: Well, that's what I told Mrs. B. I said, let's find a Uh, concert that, uh, you know, supports a charity, and we'll go from there. Uh, Looking into some cool stuff that's happening this week, as you know, we're in the aftermath of the Super Bowl. Uh, The NFL really enjoyed their stay in Las Vegas, and you know, it wasn't that long ago that the NFL would look for Well, this market, if you will, when we talk about markets, its size of city and activity and et cetera, uh, in the past, it used to be they'd try to stage the Super Bowl in a facility that would be like, well, it's Dallas or it's, you know, a big city and people will come out and watch the game. But Mm -hmm. this was an example of a little smaller market las vegas is not a huge market uh people wise but certainly entertainment wise it was a very successful event and then ironically adam it was the longest super bowl because it actually went into overtime no previous game had done that and then it turned out to be the most watched event check this out what i'm about to say the most watched event in television history more than mash More than MASH, 124.5 million households. That would also include through the streaming services, either saw it through broadcast or streaming. So it turned out to be quite an amazing event, people-wise and, you know, viewership-wise, et cetera, et cetera.
0: So if you bought a $7 million commercial for 30 seconds, that was a great investment. Because a lot of people saw your commercial, we were talking here at the uh, at the Radio Ranch about um, the most watched um, television event in human history. Prior to this game, was the was the moon landing in uh, nineteen sixty nine. So, I mean, that's quite a few years going by between events, Uh, and you got to think, you know, in nineteen sixty nine, there were only two channels. And they were both probably broadcasting the moon landing. So there really wasn't – like you couldn't flip over and and watch the Hannah Montana marathon
1: Um,
0: (laughs) or or get on your iPad and watch your favorite uh, Mr. Beast videos on YouTube. I mean, there was just one choice. So um, that's quite a a testament to the drama involved with, A, the NFL, and, B, just the – the romance of, a, of the Super Bowl, just the bigness of it, the halftime show, Usher, um, it's just a spectacle to
1: behold. Well, and it doesn't hurt things if it goes down to overtime. Both teams played extremely well. Some people were critical of the first half of the game where not a lot of scoring occurred, a lot of defensive things going on. But... I just feel like if you can get to the Super Bowl and even be close at the end, what a gift. Because you and I have heard stories of lopsided Super Bowls where a team is ahead by two or three scores. And then the ratings reflect, you know, like you and I know. It's like, ah, we turned it off. (laughs) You know how that goes. right? But this one, they didn't turn it off. They turned it up. So good for them.
0: I saw some videos, um, and I've been seeing these since, since uh, I guess social media and viral videos have been a thing in the last several years. Uh, when when your team loses, uh, invariably there'll be some some videos online of fans that like in the final if it if it if your team loses in the final second, like that the 49ers did in this on this last second touchdown in overtime to win the game. You uh, you go nuts. Somebody films you in the living room going nuts and, and breaking the television. Yes. You you break the flat panel TV, <laughs> and I'm like, yes. Are these all they have to be staged because I, be. I don't know what he, before the play. Does someone say, hey, okay, this start recording me because I'm going to go nuts when we win or lose this game. I'm going to go nuts, so start recording me. Um, And, you know, I saw one of them, the guy, it wasn't his house. So he goes up and starts smashing this 85-inch flat panel TV that's worth a couple thousand
1: dollars. Sure. (laughs) Why not? Because his beloved 49ers lost. Show your emotions. Uh, You and I have always said that. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, Well, here's uh, proof positive that you don't need big money to make a big impact. A Cedar Rapids nonprofit – help families pay off lunch balances at Pierce Elementary School. This happened in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Cedar Rapids police officers were at the school to present a check worth $1,900 that covered the cost of all past due lunch fees. The money was raised by the Cedar Rapids Police Protective Charity, a nonprofit that coordinates events and provides financial assistance for youth in Cedar Rapids. So here's an example of how $1,900 really touched a lot of lives.
0: Yeah, I can recall when my uh, daughters, who are now full-grown adults, when they were in elementary school, you had to keep that lunch balance afloat. Uh, It wasn't like when you and I were in school and you actually just had a a pocket full of nickels, dimes, and quarters to buy lunch. Like you actually had to have a digital bank account uh, for your kids. So I can imagine the stress of knowing there's no money in that lunch bank account for your child or a negative account, a negative balance. So, man, that's awesome that they came through. And like you said, it doesn't have to be a million-dollar charity to touch lives. That's fantastic.
1: Yeah. And, you know, we have chatted before. You know, we live in a nation where not everybody's on the same page. And a number of communities have said, yes, whatever it takes, let's provide free lunches and or assisted lunches for elementary school students. But obviously in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, that idea has not caught up just yet. And it was nice to see the police charity step forward. Plus, you and I know it's uh, it makes the police look good in, in a time period where, I don't know about you, Adam, but that's probably the toughest job out there is being a police officer right now.
0: It's not a job uh, I would want. Uh, I know the numbers are down. There are early retirements and some, some good cops are, it's just a tough gig to have um, with PR and just the way some people feel about the police. So, yeah, any, anytime you can do some, some good in your community to earn the trust of the citizens, that's a fantastic story.
1: Absolutely. Here's another great story out of Rochester, New York. Uh, a pair of owners of a local McDonald's uh, franchise. Mary and Tim Potter were awarded for their commitment uh, for their uh, for charity work during the month of December. Uh, this particular couple owns thirteen McDonald's restaurants in the greater, rochester area and they helped raise a lot of money for the ronald mcdonald house uh they actually conducted uh they called it the Ray uh, roundup challenge and you probably have seen this heard this you're in the drive-through of your favorite restaurant and your bill comes to let's say 892 and they say would you like to round up for charity And in this particular case, the Roundup went to the Ronald McDonald House.
0: And they they raised so much money that uh, McDonald's corporate has recognized them with an award and recognition? Yes, Uh,
1: during the month of December, this particular couple with their 13 restaurants raised $2,635. But overall, the entire city of Rochester raised just shy of $20,000 For Ronald McDonald House.
0: That's fantastic. And I'm wondering how much um overcompensation for having the last name Potter because of Mr. Potter in Bedford Falls (laughs) in It's a Wonderful Life. If he's like if he just gets a bunch of you know, he's getting smack talk from the people. bedford falls saying mr potter you own all these mcdonald's and you never give back and he's like i'll show you i'm no mr potter
1: will show you but no that's great news and as we know the ronald mcdonald house does provide housing for families who have children Mm -hmm. that uh have to spend the evening or even an extended length of time at pediatric hospitals and you and i have been fortunate enough to live in a community where we have a very large pediatric hospital and we understand how important the ronald mcdonald house charity is
0: without question congratulations mary and tim potter holding the potter name in high regard
1: absolutely you may or may not have seen this i thought this was an interesting story and sort of a eye-opener for everyone uh this goes back to uh, a celebrity and we'll just mention her name because she freely participated in this story but I don't know if you saw this but Elisa Milano had a request and she posted that request on Twitter which is now known as X. Yeah. Late last month she asked fans to donate to a fundraiser for a trip to her son's baseball team She linked to a GoFundMe page, which was created, and it was seeking $10,000.
0: Yeah, Alyssa Milano, who was uh, the young lady on Who's the Boss? And uh, has had uh, quite a career as an adult as well. And she's a pretty outspoken uh, activist. Uh, And I did see this story that she posted that. A lot of people gave her
1: a lot of grief. Well, that's kind of why I brought it up. We live in a new era where obviously people, you know, freely share information. They were not happy with Elisa Milano asking for help for her son's baseball team. Now, you know, you and I, Adam, we may or may not have the, I don't know, funding net worth of an Elisa Milano, but I guess if you and I had asked for help with a, a baseball team, uh, we might have had a little more favorable audience. But as you said, people went kind of crazy against Melissa, or uh, against uh, Alyssa. Sorry, Alyssa, uh, Alyssa. There we go. Alyssa, don't yeah, don't uh, don't hit next <laughs> before no. saying the name properly. Uh, but it is interesting. She was not the first celebrity to get backlash for requesting donations. Uh, It wasn't all that long ago uh, when Kylie Jenner shared a GoFundMe for a makeup artist uh, for her medical expenses, and people went absolutely crazy for that. But it shows, Adam, that we are experiencing societally, if that's a word, where people are looking at, a bigger issue they're looking at an issue of basically being fatigued by people asking for anything it's it's called donation fatigue and it's a real thing and experts are saying we're kind of going through that as a nation and I, i throw that out there because it is interesting is it not it could be something as simple as a celebrity asking for some money for her son's baseball team Or some of the bigger issues.
0: Well, if if you, especially if you just left the McDonald's drive-through and they asked you to round up, yeah, you know, now you get online and you see a a celebrity asking you for money for her son's baseball team. Uh, Donation (laughs) fatigue. I absolutely um, uh, can understand this. Yeah, yes, it, it, it that's a real thing. This is the first time I've heard it named with a with a term. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's just human nature. You just can't keep turning, pivoting your, your feet and everywhere you turn, someone has their hand out asking for some money.
1: Well, that's why I brought it up. So yes, it's a real thing. You may notice it around you. And I think that people will freely give to causes and concerns that are important to them. But some of those causes and concerns, you hit the wall and you go, Hey, I'm sorry, my kids play baseball too. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pay a celebrity to have their kid go on a baseball trip. And while I feel bad, but I just thought that was so interesting that that's actually attributed to now a phenomena that we're all going through.
0: So you did not give to the Alyssa Milano um, GoFundMe for her son's baseball. Sadly, team. Did I not. did
1: not. However, I do have to laugh. I was in a drive-thru this afternoon. I'm not proud of this, but I did try to get the best item on the menu for uh, my health and well-being. But when they said, do you want to round up, Adam, it was only three cents, but I freely rounded up. Did you round up? Good for you. (laughs) Here's what you're hearing on a public affairs show. I ate at a fast food place and I rounded up three cents. You, you have to say to yourself, the hosts are really giving a great example to America. You are a
0: saint, Jay Baker. <laughs> three cents. Now, if the total, cents. if it was uh, at the two cent mark and you had to round up 98 cents, would you have done that?
1: You know, I would have freely rounded up, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> I somewhat dislike change, <laughs> I love America. I love our currency, but I don't want a bunch of pennies hanging around in my car. I know that sounds, yeah, <laughs> sounds like, you know, you know, but you know where I'm getting at. If it, if I round up and help someone, I'm all for it.
0: Yeah, that's great. That story about the uh, the potters in um, Rochester <laughs> with the McDonald's that warms my heart and it makes me. You know, we've talked about this before. I'm a little. I guess, skeptical on these Roundup uh, campaigns or any kind of at-the-cash register, press this button to donate. I I don't know who the CEO of this company is and how much of this money is actually going to go help people. I'd rather just donate my money directly to the children's hospital than to give it to a company where I'm buying a cheeseburger or a candy bar and let them disseminate the money uh, after it filters through their... Um, you know, C suite and all their chief officers. I, I don't I don't know if I'm just too skeptical. Uh, but it does sound I did need to hear that story about the Potters in Rochester. Yeah, I mean because that, cool, that means it's real.
1: And how cool is it if you take all the McDonald's franchisers in the Greater Rochester area? the potter zone 13 of them but there were probably over 20 total that raised money for this mm-hmm. and they ended up raising $20,000 it becomes significant and you're right sometimes you, you we're very cynical people and we just want to go ah oh, that doesn't mean anything but something is simple i mean we're laughing that my 3 cents but hopefully my 3 cents is going to something positive and i would have freely given more obviously well you know
0: it all adds up it does it does all add up you get enough people donating three cents and alyssa milano's son can go to baseball camp
1: <laughs> well and i don't want to mention the uh, place that i went to but it, there was a bean burrito involved but i'll leave it at that <laughs> okay. as a loving tribute to the guy that helps produce this show uh, Here's something that probably won't surprise anyone because we just came off the holiday buying season, but there is some now real concern about American credit card debt. Have you heard about this?
0: Well, I I have real concern about Adam Ritz's credit card debt. <laughs> uh, I don't know about the rest
1: of the country. Well, it's uh, we keep topping ourselves. Obviously, we've set some records, but uh, credit card debt has risen by another $50 billion in the fourth quarter of 2023, bringing it to a total of $1.13 trillion total in credit card debt for Americans. Gosh. i mean that's uh, an astounding number
0: I, I need to round up at the cash register to pay off some of that debt
1: <laughs> that's unbelievable may expect you yes the number of missed payments here's here's what is the real problem with this kind of debt uh the number of missed payments on credit cards going up increasing among all age groups with borrowers in their 30s missing payments at the fastest rates. So we're talking about young Americans who have racked up a lot of debt, and unfortunately they are missing credit card payments.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then once once a few months goes by, your minimum payment gets more, it doubles, it triples, and now you're just underwater.
1: Yeah, and uh, they are saying nationally now, in the case of credit cards, it looks like things have reverted to a level that is far worse than pre-pandemic. As you know, the pandemic was somewhat blamed and perhaps rightly so on some of these, uh, you know, credit instruments of going up. But, you know, it's actually kind of scary. And I don't know about you, Adam, but I am extremely careful how I use my credit card, mostly because of these stories.
0: Yeah, I agree. I I try to you know I've got a a strategy Uh, I use certain cards for certain things Amazon uh, entertainment and you know I try to I watch the balances so that when it's too high and then I'm just not gonna I can't I I use one credit card to buy uh, shoes when I need shoes and I'm like okay I can't get another pair of shoes for X amount of months until this credit card comes down so you gotta certainly plan ahead
1: Yeah, you do have to plan ahead. We'll uh, finish up with a story. This is the month where we look at heart health. A brand new study says we have to be a tiny bit careful. Americans, we love to sit because we love our streaming services. And probably at work, you're expected to sit for a long length of time. Well, sitting truly is the new smoking you have to be careful about how much time you spend sitting Uh, nearly one-third of America now is officially spending their day sedentary
0: sedentary that's that describes me right now
1: (laughs) that means that you're sitting around far too much Uh, unfortunately uh, a number of health services have linked a sedentary lifestyle to an increased risk of death. I know it sounds so serious when we say it on the show, but it does bear in mind you do need to be extremely cognizant of how much you're sitting. According to the new study, uh, a number of people sit at their jobs uh, quite a bit, and you probably need to look at, uh, you know, we've always said, you know, 20 to 40 minutes of activity each day is a good idea. But if you're sitting at your desk a lot, you may need to add an additional 15 to 30 minutes depending on how much inactivity time you have.
0: I know a lot of people that have what they call a standing desk. so. If you are listening to this show and you're thinking, wow, I do sit a lot. I sit a lot at my desk. uh, Maybe Google that. Look up a standing desk. You can, uh, I'm sure, spend thousands of dollars on an electric one that can go up to 50 feet in the air. Or you could get some tabletop version that's more affordable that probably will be delivered through Amazon for for probably maybe 50 bucks or less. So a standing desk could be the answer. Jay Baker, thank you so much. Stay anti-sedentary. What is it? Sedentary? Sedentary. Sedentary. Um, Sedentary. All right, just stand up. I'm just going to stand up because I don't want to (laughs) be sedentary. (laughs) Easy for you to say. I don't want to end up in a cemetery. So I'm going to use a standing desk. All right, thanks uh, so much for joining me. And for our listeners, if you want to re-listen to this show or any of our previous in-podcast form, they are listed on our website, adamritzshow.com. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out-of-Home Marketplace at vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand
1: episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit adamritzshow.com.